What's going on, folks? Welcome to another edition of Dick's Picks here tonight. Uh, just me tonight, solo edition, no Dick Menges. Got plenty to cover here tonight. A lot going on in the sports world. We'll start off with college football. I think the playoff committee got it right. I think the seeding was correct as well. I mean, going into the last week, obviously, Georgia number one, Michigan two, TCU was three, and USC four. USC gets absolutely smoked, which I'm very happy about. I was tired of hearing about them all year from Coward and Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, all these guys blowing them all year long. Uh, I mean, this defense couldn't stop anybody. And uh, Stinking Lincoln loses again in a big game, and the defense just getting shredded 500 yards. And Coach Nuts, great performance on the other side from Utah as a D coordinator, really uh, shut down this USC offense. Obviously, Cat Williams being hobbled helped him a little bit, but still, they were able to get pressure, gave him a lot of different looks and disguises. I thought he did a great job, and he makes up for everything. Uh, that I said about him, I bashed him real hard in that bowl game last year when they blew it uh, against Dick Mendes' Ohio State Buckeyes. But great performance um, in the Pac-12 again, 2026, folks. Pac-12, no playoffs until then. Got to survive one more year, and then obviously a couple of those teams you know, are going to move to the Big Ten. And But obviously with the expansion to the 12 teams, they got to be one of the top four for it to count, though, since I made this prediction. I didn't think – you know, I didn't make that prediction – uh, years ago thinking, hey, they're going to expand. You know, obviously they should make out of 12 teams. If they don't, then, I mean, that'd be a catastrophe. But someone will get in from that conference out of 12. But anyway, they lose. Um, so Ohio State was fifth, Alabama sixth. I think that was right. I mean, Ohio State, I mean, I know they got got thumped by Michigan, especially in that second half, getting up so many big plays. And, you know, the offense getting shut down, a lot of penalties, some questionable play calling from Ryan Day. Um but still, they only had one loss, and I was tired of hearing about the Alabama shit. I mean, they had two losses, folks. Two losses. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I don't care how close they were, where the games were at, they lost. That's that's the name of the game. You got to win, and they lost twice. So I, I agree that Ohio State was ahead of them. Uh, and then I like how they only moved them up to four. Because, uh, I mean, TCU obviously loses in the Big 12 championship game in overtime, close game. They, they battle back. Uh, probably should have won the game. They would have sneaked it with one of the two uh, downs they had there at the half-inch line in overtime, but they decided not to. I think that was uh, idiotic play calling. But but still, I mean, you can't punish them for losing and earning that extra game in the conference championship and move Ohio State from 5-3, to three and they didn't even play. So I like keeping them at 3. Ohio State moved to 4, and then I think Georgia and Michigan were easy 1-2 and two, um, all year, and they win, they win their conference championship games pretty handily. Uh, Michigan over Purdue, Georgia over LSU. Uh, and now to the matchups, I mean, I think Georgia-Ohio State's going to be an interesting game. The odds makers think it will be. It's only a 6.5-point spread. A lot of people thought it would be a lot higher, uh, myself included, because I think Georgia could just dominate them up front, kind of like what Michigan has done in the last two times they've matched up with Ohio State. Uh, but anyway, I mean, you get, you get healthy if you're Ohio State, get some of your playmakers back, but uh, Smith and Jigba announced this week he won't be returning, so I mean that's not going to help him. But they should get their running backs back, um, and you know this could be a motivated squad because I mean they're going to hear the next month how soft they were, or they didn't deserve to be in, all these different things. Um, so I think they'll compete, uh, but I still like Georgia to win. And then TCU, Michigan, I think Michigan is just too physical for TCU. TCU likes to run that three-man front on defense. That ain't going to work, folks. That's big trouble. I know Quorum's done for the year, but still, this Donovan Edwards kid is special. Uh, they have the best offensive line in college football. 
I think they'll just have their way running the football. And this defense is pretty good, too. Uh, I had questions about them this year just because they weren't tested, really, the defense. I mean, they only played Penn State. Um, I just had my reservations about them. But, you know, they they proved me wrong against Ohio State. I thought, you know, Ohio State would win that game. Michigan goes in and wins um, in dominant fashion in the second half with some big plays from their offense. But defensively, I thought they were good, too. You know, they were able to give some different looks. They really held their own in the red zone, holding to Ohio State to field goals or, you know, penalties or making them drive the, the full length of the field and not giving up big plays. So I think they did a good job, and they got some talented playmakers in that secondary. Last year was a little – it was a lot about that front. Uh, but this year, I mean, Mike Sanders still is a great player in that secondary. Um, I think DJ Turner, uh, they got they got some players back there. Um so I, I like Michigan, Georgia, Natty for right now. Um, and, and this bowl season, folks, it's bullshit season. I mean, this is unreal nowadays. I mean, it's you got fake coaches, you know, coaches that, that leave, uh, that won't coach the bowl game, um, you know, and they hire new coaches, but they won't obviously coach in their game. Um, you got guys that are transferring. I mean, there's over, what, 2,000 people into the, into the portal this week, so there's guys that aren't playing, guys that opt out to go to the draft or guys that maybe were a little bit banged up and are like, Hey, I don't want to play. I'll wait till next year or, or, Hey, I'll enter the draft. So, I mean, it's just, you never know what you're going to get in these bowl games, especially now. Cause I mean, no one plays in the damn things and it's just really not as important as it once was. Um, there's a couple good matchups. I mean, you got Alabama versus K state. Again, we'll see who plays in that one. I think it's going to mean a lot more to K state and, and congrats on them. Great season winning the big 12. Uh, you got Clemson, who won the ACC, still kind of, um, I mean, it's a good year, but a lot of people thought Clemson could make the uh, the playoff, myself included, and Dick Menges, I think, had them too. Um, I think they should have changed the quarterback earlier. I mean, it just showed Cade Klubnick had a great performance on uh, on Saturday against North Carolina in the ACC championship, and people are probably wondering, especially Clemson fans, why did we wait so long to get DJ out of there? Then he obviously hits the portal, um, but they play a Tennessee team kind of hobbling in, at the end of the year, Hooker, Hendon Hooker, done for the year. And this defense really kind of was, you know, average at best all its season. Um, so that should be interesting. Then you got Utah in the Rose Bowl, big game versus Penn State. Joey Porter Jr., the, the top corner, not playing for Penn State. Uh, that should be a good game, though. Uh, bigger one there in the Rose Bowl. And then let's see what else we got here on tap on the bowl season here. We got, uh, let's see, we got... Oh, then we got Tulane and USC. Caleb Williams won't play. Addison will opt out. Uh, Tulane only a one-and-a-half point underdog. I think they could possibly win that. I mean, that game's going to mean a lot to Tulane. USC, not so much. Um, obviously, the Sugar Bowl I'd covered. Uh, that's really the, the bigger games. You know, you got Purdue and LSU on the day after New Year's. Um, but Purdue's coach, Jeff Brom, just left. He takes the Louisville job. Uh, some other job, notable job changes. Luke Fickle, he takes over Wisconsin. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and then obviously those are really the big changes right now um, with college football. Uh, but it still should be an interesting bowl season. I mean, there's going to be plenty of football on, folks, the next couple weeks between college and NFL, you know, New Year's Eve games, New Year's Day games, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I mean, there's there's games all over the place, Thursday, Friday, Monday. 
all kind of games going on here. Um, but I do want to hit on something again. I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but USC, folks. I mean, that was disappointing. And we'll see if they're able to kind of replicate that success next year. Because, I mean, they'll have Cab Williams back. He'll be the you know prohibitive number one pick everyone expects to be. But Addison will be gone. Four out of five of these uh, offensive linemen are going to be graduating. And this defense is bad. And Alex Grinch has coordinated Lincoln's, Lincoln Riley's defenses at Oklahoma and now this first year at USC. I mean, they just can't get it fixed, folks. It's just not good. Not good enough. Um, so we'll see if they're – and even a couple of their top defensive players, which they stink anyway, but they're graduating. I mean, obviously you can rebuild and reload quick in college football nowadays with the uh, transfer portal um, and also – recruiting but he only recruits good quarterbacks receivers maybe some linemen I mean they just ignore the defensive side of the football and he'll never win a championship unless he builds that side of the football up which he has failed to do and another big uh, coaching change I forgot to mention Deion Sanders going to Colorado I think that's a home run high I really like it uh, to build that Colorado program back up that was probably the worst team in the FPS this season uh, but I think it's a good hire you know he's going to get guys to play for him you know in the, from the transfer portal um, out of high school, you know, with the NIL stuff. So uh, in the Pac-12, you can, you know, make a quick rise. You saw that this year with Washington. You know, they had a bad year under Jimmy Lake. They get a new coach in there. Hey, you win, you know, nine, ten ball games. So and USC did the same thing. So I think you can you can make a rise up quick in the Pac-12, and you know, within another year, USC and UCLA will be out of there too. So. Um, that's really the the college football news, and, and Dick Mendes and I will preview these uh, more of these bowl games probably next week, along with the playoff games. Uh, but for right now, we'll switch over to the NFL, folks. And um, right now, I got to say the Bengals are the top team in the AFC, folks. I mean, they beat the Chiefs again at home, uh, third consecutive time they beat the Chiefs, and I think they're the most complete team, offense and defense, when healthy. If Chase is playing, and Mixon didn't even play in that game. When they're fully healthy, I think they're the team to beat in the AFC. I had Baltimore winning this division and, you know, winning it a couple weeks ago. And we, you know, kind of did another, when we did our predictions again, kind of like midseason. But I, I think the Bengals are the better team. I think they could be the best in the AFC right now. I don't like the Chiefs. You know, they don't have enough defense. And I think Buffalo, I haven't been that impressed with them. Their running game still kind of spotty. Uh, they lose Vaughn Miller for the year. I think that's a big, big loss. Tennessee, the AFC South leader. I mean, they're they're a good team, but they got a ceiling to them. Uh, they really struggle to score. Their defense and the secondary struggle sometimes. They got exposed against Philly, you know, this past Sunday. Uh, and then Baltimore, who I said earlier, I think they're a little bit fraudulent, folks. I mean, they've they've blown fourth quarter leads how many times now? They do it again against Jacksonville. I know the schedule's easy down the stretch here, but Lamar's hurt. Um, and this offense just isn't very good. I mean, they don't. The offensive line isn't what it was when they first kind of started this Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson run game stuff. It's not the same O line. Marshall Yonda retired. Um, Ronnie Stanley's been hurt. Orlando Brown, they ship him off to Kansas City. This run game's just just not as good. And then the backs have been hurt. Uh, Lamar's been hurt because he has to take so much of the load. And then they have no receivers. I mean, they trade away Hollywood Brown. I don't think he's anything special in terms of like a number one guy but hell they would love to have him right now I mean you're throwing to Deshaun Jackson 36 years old now I mean just out of you know a semi-retirement and Demarcus Robinson Devin DuVernay um I mean other than Mark Andrews who scares you on that offense so 
Uh, and then they, they have the, you know, they've been blowing these fourth quarter leads three times now. It's a trend. It just doesn't happen once. It's been three times and, you know, have been against Miami. Uh, happened again against the Giants. They, they blew a game and then they do it um, at Jacksonville. So um, I would not be shocked if they don't even make the playoffs. I mean, if you look at this thing, I mean, they got Pittsburgh this week. They could lose that game on the road. They got to play Cincinnati again, Cleveland. Um, you know, I know they get they had Denver, uh, and I know they have Atlanta mixed in there. They should probably beat them, and they'll probably split with the Steez. Um, But there ain't no guarantee they even make the playoffs. I think they'll at least sneak in, but I'm just saying don't be shocked. They don't get in at all, folks, really. Um, but I'd say the Bengals are the top team in the AFC. I think Philly's still the top team in the NFC. Even though I don't trust them necessarily in the playoffs, I could see them getting beat early. I, I mentioned that earlier on a prior podcast here. Um, and I still think the 49ers are formidable, even with uh, Jimmy gone, uh, hurt for the year most likely. Um, Brock Purdy stepped in nicely on Sunday. We'll see if he's able to uh, continue to grow. Obviously, they liked him a lot. Mr. Irrelevant, seventh-round pick. Uh, he comes in. He was a third-string guy. I, I mean, he looked all right on Sunday. Uh, and they don't need their quarterback to be special. I mean, hell, they made it to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo, and he wasn't special in any playoff game. He really doesn't put up any big numbers. They've, a lot of it, you know, is the coach, their running game, getting the ball out in space to their weapons, um, and their defense is great. So I think they can still win um, and still make a run. I think they, they still have as good a shot as anybody. There's an outside chance Jimmy comes back in the playoffs. Um, I, I doubt it. We'll see. Um, but they're still formidable. Um, and then after that, I mean, it probably got to be Dallas. I mean, I wasn't high on this team coming into the year, but the one-two punch of Zeke and, and Pollard's been great. Uh, C.D. Lamb's, you know, number one guy. He's had a great year, and this defense is special. I mean, they they great pass rush, get a lot of turnovers. Um, we'll see. They're going to have to go on the road, and most likely in the first round, down to Tampa, uh, who's winning that NFC South, which is the worst division in football. Um and then the Vikings are frauds, folks. I mean, Vegas is telling you. I mean, they're a three-point underdog at at the Lions this week, who is a five and seven club. I mean, I know the the Lions been playing better. They've been they can score with anybody. Got good weapons, and their defense has improved the last month or so, playing a lot better. Um, but that that tells you all you need to know about the Vikings. I I just don't buy them. Obviously, they're going to be a high seed. They're going to get a home playoff game. The whole deal. Um, but they could be one and done very easily or maybe win one game just because the NFC is so wide open. Um, but back to Tampa, I, I just this team ain't very good. And people keep waiting, oh, when are they going to turn it around? When are they going to do this, that? It, it, Todd Bowles stinks. This team stinks. I mean, their offense is god-awful. Um, people were blowing that comeback. Well, it's another break. No, the Saints gifted you an early Christmas present. Dennis Allen and the Saints gifted you Mark Ingram running out of bounds for no reason. Then on third and one, you run the ball, run the clock, even if you don't get it. But most likely you're going to pick up that first down, and they decided to throw a slant to a guy who hadn't played all night. Um, and that was going to be your main uh, target on that play. It just made zero sense. Um, and then they had a, a couple pass interference calls when the Bucks had the ball driving down at the end of the game. Um but I don't trust this Tampa offense. Their defense is still pretty good. The special teams have been shaky, and this offense just looks broken. I mean, Brady obviously has no mobility. Their running game is is, is bottom, you know, five in the NFL. 
They really have no deep threat or anybody that really separates on anybody. I, I question this Tampa Bay team. Uh, I mean, I know you can never count out Brady, the whole deal, but it's just it's just not a good team. I mean, I, I really don't think it's a good team. Uh, I don't think it was a great win the other night, even though it was in comeback fashion. It doesn't change my opinion on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at all. Um, I think they'll lose to the 49ers. I think they're a more complete team. Uh and this wild card race can be really interesting. Obviously, Dallas got that one spot locked up, but the the um, the race for the last two spots, I think between four teams. Honestly, I mean, you got right now you got the Giants, tough schedule down the stretch, playing Philly twice. They got to go at Washington, um, play Dallas. You know, they played Dallas twice. Uh, there's another game mixed in there that's that's tough for them. Um, so there's no guarantee they make the playoffs after that fast start. They really just have no weapons. Uh, defense is kind of overachieved. I think they they pretty much done all they can. They may sneak in as a wild card, but I don't see them doing anything. Seattle, I mean, Geno Smith's had a hell of a season. Uh, they play Carolina, so I mean, well, they're going to be eight and four if they win this week. I think they should make the playoffs. Uh, their defense, you know, has some holes. Uh, they almost lost to the Rams this past Sunday, who you know was playing with absolutely no one. So there's definitely some vulnerabilities in that defense. They they still got some work to do. They're still kind of you know, transitioning this team and this roster, but uh, I expect them to, to make the playoffs, and the Commanders are right there, and, and the Detroit Lions, folks, I mean, they're playing some really good football, I mean, they, they could have very easily beat Buffalo at home on Thanksgiving, um, if they win this week against Minnesota, I mean, you're looking at 6-7 and seven record-wise, they got to go to Green Bay, uh, that's a, a, a winnable game, Green Bay is, you know, pretty bad this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where I expected this team to be a lot better, they're just god-awful, uh, they have found a little bit of rhythm in their offense recently, but the defense is just bad. Um, they get the Jets, you know, with Mike White. I mean, I'm not sure about that. And they get the Panthers and Bears. So there's some winnable games there for the Lions. I wouldn't rule them out of the hunt either, but it should be an interesting race down the stretch. And same with the AFC wild card, really wide open. Um, you got Miami there right now. A uh, team like Cincinnati, I think they'll overtake Baltimore. But, you know, you got Baltimore, you got Miami. I think Miami's a little bit of a fraud, too. They had that comeback win over Baltimore. Kind of that weird game they won against Buffalo. But other than that, I mean, they've beaten absolutely no one. I mean, they barely beat the Steez. I mean, they the schedule has been really easy for them. Uh, they ended up beating the Vikings. Or not the Vikings, the... Uh, Let's see here. They they lost to the Vikings with uh, with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. Um, beat the Lions. Uh, beat the Bears, the Browns at home, Houston at home. Uh, they lost to the Bengals. I mean, anybody is any good. They got beat up pretty good by the 49ers this past Sunday. Anyone they've played good kind of got exposed. So I'm not really high on the Dolphins. Um, obviously, the Jets, New England, still in the hunt. In the Chargers, but I mean, when are we going to start talking about Brandon Staley's job? I mean, he's he's on my coach's list to get fired. He's number five. Um, but I mean, this defense is awful. I mean, it's historically bad run defense. It's going to be the worst since like the 1950s, I saw. I mean, it's horrible. And they don't stop anybody. I know they got injuries with Bosa, uh, JC Jackson, their corner done for the year, but still, you're a defensive coach and your, your unit's that bad. And Justin Herbert. I mean, a lot of these stats he gets are just empty. I mean, I like him. I think he's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he stinks, but I think we need to start 
you know, criticizing him a little bit more. I mean, good quarterbacks, good players, they overcome these coaches and injuries and kind of elevate your team. I mean, they're still in the hunt. We'll see if he can pull it off. Um, but I think he needs to. It's going to be year three now, and, if they, you know, three years, no playoffs. That's not good on your resume. So uh, we'll see how they, you know, wrap up this year. The Chargers, they're still in the hunt. you got the Patriots. they got a tough schedule down the stretch. The Jets, tough schedule. And I don't – they just don't have enough offense. I don't know if they're able to – to kind of finish it here. Uh, and then you look at the Steelers and Browns, still in the hunt right now. I mean, five and seven, they're, you know, the Steelers are playing good football and defense. They're able to run the ball now. Uh, I think Matt Canna could possibly save his job. Pickett hasn't turned the football over. Uh, and the schedule's really winnable. I mean, they get Baltimore this week, even if they split with them. Get Cleveland at home, then the year. Carolina, Vegas at home. Um, so there's some winnable ball games there. I, and same with the Browns. I wouldn't roll either team out. You know, and even the Raiders play tonight. They've kind of you know, won a couple in a row here. They play the Rams, should get the six and seven. Uh, they got some winnable games left on there, so I wouldn't rule any of these teams out for the playoffs. And as my list for the coaches fired, Kingsbury still number one, folks. That ain't gonna change. He got to go. And if you watch that HBO Hard Knock show, I mean, it just puts it into more perspective. I mean, he just has no command, no leadership of the locker room. They don't really play that hard for him. Um, I just don't think he's a great coach. I really don't. Uh, number two this week got to be Dennis Allen. He's moved up the list. I mean, we know what he is. He's a great coordinator for sure, but he had the head coaching job in, in uh, Oakland, didn't win there, and he just looks over his skis right now. He really does. I mean, the offense is is not good. His defensive unit's still average, but just as a head coach, game management, clock management, very poor. I, I think he got to go. Uh, Hackett, I mean, it's – the Broncos are a joke. Russell Wilson's a joke, too, though. He's done. Uh, I'm tired of people defending him or blaming it all on Hackett. No, he's he's not good. And, you know, we saw this. Dick Menges especially saw this decline coming since the end of the 2020 season. So um, he, he's going to get fired. It's inevitable. And Todd Bowles is number four. I mean, people think I'm crazy. But if they somehow didn't win that game Monday night and didn't win this division, you, you I mean, it's the worst division in football. I mean, it's terrible. You'd almost have to fire him. Um, but if they make the playoffs, he'll probably save his job, which they probably will, um, just because the other teams are so bad. But uh, I haven't liked what I've seen from him. And I already mentioned Brandon Staley. he got to be fifth. Uh, and I think a guy like Josh McDaniels is kind of creeping his way up uh, or, or out of the list. Uh, they've been playing a little bit better, but he's still close. Uh, I think Stefanski will get a pass this year, but you know it's another guy kind of went fired. Um, Ron Rivera saved his job. He's done a great job this year. And, and Heineke, I think, coming in really helped this team out. They kind of feed off his moxie and his energy, and this defense has really improved as well. We'll see if they get Chase Young back to wrap up the year. Um, Pete Carroll had a lot of heat last year, but he should be coach of the year right now. I think he's the favorite along with O'Connell and uh, probably Sirianni. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's any other coaches that need fired right now. I think that was – I mean, Arthur Smith's getting close to, to being on the list. Um, but that, that's probably it for the coaches fired. Uh, should be an interesting weekend of football here. Not a great slate of NFL. Last weekend was really, really good with the Bengals and Chiefs. You had Miami and the 49ers. Uh, also, the Jets-Vikings game was really good. Jets had so many attempts down in the red zone, just couldn't score. One out of six, all field goals. They would have scored. They would have beat the fraud Vikings, but weren't able to cash in. Um a lot of high spreads this week, though. 
every time that happens, there's always an upset or two. So that's normally how it works. Um, get to watch Kingsbury play Matt Patricia and Joe Judge on Monday night. What a treat we get there. I love Mac Jones. He wanted Patricia on the, the Thursday night game last week as well. Uh, that offense is a joke. Um, and then we get Dolphins Chargers. Big, big game for the Chargers. They need this game. They want any hope of making the playoffs at home. I think they get it done. Uh, I think they beat Miami. Miami's a little bit banged up with Tua. Waddle has been injured. Uh, and this defense is taking a step back. Um, I think the Chargers kind of rally up, get that big win at home. And then the Bucks travel to the 49ers. I know Brady has never lost to a first-time starter. I think it's the first time Sunday. And it's not even because of him. I think that 49er defense gets after him, especially with no quarterback mobility. I think they just tee off on him. Um, on, in this offense, there's no one really threatens you downfield, like I said. And I think they do enough offensively to win. I expect a low-scoring game. Um, bet the under. I mean, I think the under right now is 38. Man, it's real low. So, um, But not a great slate of games. But like I said, there's going to be plenty of great football coming up here with with games all over the place, bull games starting, um, and NFL games. Uh, and then college basketball kind of kicking in gear, uh, non-conference play. There's been a couple conference games, um, and then conference play will really kick off here after the new year, and we'll start diving into the college basketball a little bit more, um, but definitely the football for now. Um, but it's a great time of the year, folks. Um, enjoy the holidays, best time of the year, and it's a great time in sports as well. So thanks for uh, tuning in tonight. Dick Mendes will be back. We'll um, go over more things and argue about some more stuff, especially his Buckeyes getting absolutely pantsed. He's going to have to talk about that against Michigan again, um, and we'll see what they do come playoff time. I mean, it's been over a decade, almost a decade now, where they haven't won a title, and I'm always on them about it, so we'll see. Um, but uh, thank you, and um, have a great night, folks.